Hey everyone, it's me, Ryan Turford. I'm in my house, and you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Donnie Reese, the PSVG master, and this is the Extra Mile, where we take a deep dive on one of our favorite games, and this week, it's all about Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. So Donnie, folks at home, strap yourselves in. It's time for the Xbox Drive. Greater than X. Hello, Donnie. How's it going? Greetings, Koopalings. What's going on, man? Koopalings? What, Koopalings. what kind of show do you think you're on here? It's just my thing, Some man. Nintendo just show? Do. do it on God. the Stadia show, doing anything. Whatever I'm talking about. Do, does Stadia have Koopalings? Is that is that part Stadia of the, doesn't the Stadia have thing? Customers, like let alone actual <laughs> mascots. So don't. Whoa, sick burn. I mean, you're you're a Stadia customer, probably. You've probably yeah. purchased at least one thing. I have purchased a, a thing or two, yeah. I mean, if if sa- recent sales are to indicate anything, it might be the Intellivision Amico might be more, yeah. more crazy selling than, than I think the Ouya had Stadia. more buzz. I mean, it's just Whoa. It's kind of sad. Actually, the right Ouya now. had a ton of buzz. So, it I mean, did. It had a lot of buzz. People were, I was excited about Ouya. I mean, everyone needs a small, tiny device to play Final Fantasy three on, right? That's you know, true. That, yeah. that's the thing. Of course, that's not here what we're here to talk about. Of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are here to talk about Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Welcome to the Extra Mile. This is the show where we do a deep dive on a game we're playing or a, a, to- a specific topic. Uh, this goes live usually every Friday, but it kind of depends on topical things. If you like what we do, of course, uh, reach out to us anytime on Twitter at the Xbox Drive. And uh, before we go any further, of course, uh, I didn't introduce you, Donnie. So, Donnie, uh, where would people know you from? Ooh, they'd probably know me from a little band of myths, misfits that I put together on the internet called PSVG, where we have um, podcasts about whatever we want to have podcasts about. We have like a variety show. We have the Nintendo Shack, which a lot of folks know me from. Um, we also have State of the Xbox Empire, as well as... Um, I'll just, I'll, it's hard to even remember them all at the, at like the short drop of that. You we have, do so we have many a PlayStation podcasts. show, we have a Stadia show, we've got too many shows. We have a board game show, we have just a bunch of shows over there. You just do way too many podcasts. You're too busy. That's true. Yes. Yeah. You've got, you've got quite the empire going on. And yeah, I mad respect to that because that's, that must be a ton of work putting together like so many different podcasts, but probably a ton of fun as well. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to think, uh, when we first began almost five years ago now, I guess, um, yeah, we started off as like a group of four and that group of four quickly grew to like 12 to like 16. (laughs) And we just kind of, every time somebody comes by with a, with a passion and an idea, we kind of green light them, let them go. And we all just, it's, I think it's, I think if anything, it's, it's very impressive that we've able to keep the group together. Like yeah. as long as we have, I think especially with a big group like that, like it's got to be so difficult to to manage everyone's time. But at the same time, it kind of probably lightens the load for you because you've got so many different people to, to bounce ideas off and stuff like that, too. So it's got to have its benefits, but it, also it's uh, downsides. And pretty soon, of course, you're to be the new AKB 48 when you get 48 members. You'll, oh, get yeah. to, you'll start oh. your own K-pop band and everything is going to be great. <laughs> 48. I'll set that as the goal. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm ready to dive into this game. I hope you are as well, Donnie. We're talking about Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, uh, probably the biggest game in January. I mean, yeah. it might not be, but I think it probably is. It's yeah. probably safe to say that, of course. A ton of people are playing this right now, of course, um, and kind of uh, uh, getting a little bit of mixed reaction. And I talked a little bit about my reactions on, on the podcast this week, uh, if you listen to that. So, Donnie, I'm going to start with you. Real quick impressions, uh, uh, like surface level impressions. Uh, how do you feel about this game? 
I, I really like it. Um, I think I'm going to come here probably with um, with an axe to try to defend it a little bit more than I think maybe it's it's currently being covered. I was on the fence about getting it, um, quite honestly. And when it released, you know, I started reading and going through all the reviews. And the reviews kind of left me thinking that it was like a, like a bad game almost. Like I was like, man, maybe it's just not very good. And I actually, my game share partner and Xbox got the game. So I could play it. So I started playing it. Man, I probably put in 10, 15 hours in the first two days I played it. I was like, I love this. This is great. I'm having a great time playing. I'm having so much fun. So I think uh, my initial reaction, yeah, is I, I think I really like the game. And I think, I'm, I think I maybe have a little bias here to come well, stick up for I it mean, a little bit. Well, I mean, to be fair, I have, I have my own different bias, mo- mostly as like a Dragon Ball fan, that where it's, it's hard to separate myself from that. Um, but also I've just, I've, I think I've played gosh, at least every, almost every modern Dragon Ball game that that's kind of out there, uh, like pretty much ever since the GBA PS1 era, I think I've played every single Dragon Ball game, which again, you get a lot of really terrible games in that mix, but also some good ones as well, or ones that are, that are better than that as well. And, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll get into that a bit. So, um, but first let's talk about Dragon Ball Z, obviously, because how I think, Definitely how much you're going to like this game is going to depend on how much you enjoy the franchise as a whole. So uh, for me personally, um, and I'm going to ask you this in a second, um, I personally love Dragon Ball Z. It's not my favorite anime of all time, but it's the anime that got me into anime. Um, I remember watching it on uh, YTV. Of course, that's basically Cartoon Network up here in Canada. It's the same equivalent. Um, Just every day uh, after school and... uh, yeah, like when it After first school, premiered yeah. here. Um, I mean, I had really gotten to, in, into anime from from video games because I was playing a lot of Sega CD games at the time, and they had full motion anime cutscenes, which then made me kind of pursue anime in general. And, and Dragon Ball Z was the first one that I kind of fell down the rabbit hole with, and it's always held a special place in my heart, even though I don't think the anime itself stands the test of time. Just because, uh, especially if you're watching the original version, if you watch Kai, obviously it's a lot better compressed than than watching the original series. Um, but overall, I, I it, it holds a special place in my heart. So I have to, I always try and give Dragon Ball Z games a, a try. Uh, what what about you, Donnie? What's your history with the Dragon Ball franchise? I, I mean, I, I definitely consider myself a fan. I watched it all multiple, multiple times. I've seen the Tree of Might, a lot of the movies, you know. So I think once you start venturing off yeah. into side stories of movies, I think you can count yourself a fan. I obviously wouldn't go as far as counting myself as like a super fandom. I have a hard time telling the difference, you know, between different versions of different voice actors and all that stuff. Like I don't get into it that much, um, but I've definitely seen the story multiple times over. I know all the characters by name. I've seen all the movies. Like I, I can basically give you a rendition from the beginning to the end. Like, oh, I, so I if I ever it. want a detailed so. breakdown of of Dead Zone and how how amazing Garlic Jr. is, yes. obviously I know who to talk to, right? <laughs> Of of course, yeah, Garlic Jr. Friends, yes. not in this video game. Spoiler alert. Not that yeah. I mean, everyone assumed he wasn't going to be anyways, but you know, it's a thing. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about the game itself because um, I know you're you're in- enjoying it a lot. Um, when we first did the podcast um, on on Wednesday, I was a little bit down on the game, as you probably heard if uh, if you listened to the show. Um, I've come around a bit on the game um, because again, I was near the end of the Frieza saga when the last time I gave my impressions and I really felt like the, the combat was kind of felt kind of samey um, and some of the exploration stuff uh, wasn't that good. But then I hit the Android saga um, and that's where I think the game really picks up 
in a lot of ways. Like I found myself wanting to explore more of the environment and do more of the stuff, but more, more, uh, so to the combat, I felt like at the beginning, I wasn't really putting points into the, the skill trees at all, or at least if I was, I did, I wasn't really finding more of a benefit with some of the abilities. Um, but as the game went on mm. and I started to get more abilities in during the Android saga, I really felt like you had more variety in the combat or you could really tailor the combat to a way that, uh, you would prefer. Um, so it felt less button sure. mashy if, if that makes any sense. I'm a simpleton and I like button mashy. Uh, let's say my, my big takeaway from, from, from playing this game as much as I have, I'm in the cell saga now about to enter like the, the tournament. And I, I like, um, I really like warriors okay. games like Muso games. I always have. And I, I kind of think of this as like a, just a glorified warriors game. It's, yeah. it's very similar, um, in, in how it, it breaks down. But I, I actually have been dumping points and collecting orbs and things to unlock as many power ups and buffs and things as I can in the skill tree from the get go, from the beginning. I've been doing this the entire time. So, um, I haven't really, I, I mean, I, I've, I gotta say, I've liked it. I'm not sure how much, especially like the community board and some of their other systems, mm-hmm. like the food and stuff. I've been doing it. Like every time I get or I come across, you know, materials, I, you know, fly over to the place. I dump it all. I sell it all. I buy as many ingredients as I can. I dump it all into meals. And then before I go into a big encounter, I eat all the meals that I possibly can to buff as much as I can to earn as much experience as I can. And then I just kind of keep repeating that that cycle. So I don't know how impactful it is. I think you could probably play the game honestly Mm. without doing it at all. And the game does a very good job of like leveling you up as you go. It kind of like yeah. puts you in the ballpark. So I think you reach a point where it probably doesn't matter as much. Um, but I haven't felt underpowered. I haven't felt, you know, like mm-hmm. underskilled. Um, if anything, I forget oftentimes I kind of wish before every battle, maybe they gave you like a like a like a pause, like a hint, like, hey, do you want to equip any new skills or any new yeah. attacks before you because there have been several times where I've just fly to a point and I'm like, ah, oh, I left the spirit <laughs> oh, no. bomb in my menu. Dang, I got to go and get it. You know, like that, that type yeah, of Yeah, because I noticed that when you go between some of the bigger battles, it's like three or four fights in a row. And then eventually it lets you. Yeah, you can't get out and of it for eventually 30 Eventually it minutes. lets you uh, take control of. Uh, when, basically, it's almost like when you take control of a new character, that's when it kind of like lets you kind of walk from one place to the other. But that's when it allows you to set all that stuff. But yeah, it's like it's annoying yeah. if you forget to do that for sure. And and actually where I felt you were underpowered actually was when. Uh, the the one moment I'll point to when I was playing was during the, the when I was fighting the Ginyu Force, I hadn't bought for, any of the, the abilities thing. for any of my characters yet. So I was just basically using the sta- the standard moveset with no upgrades at all. I hadn't even touched the skill tree at that point. Um, so trying to whittle down their health from like five full bars of health was ridiculous and it took forever and I couldn't understand why, why it was taking forever. And it was because I hadn't really put any, any of this stuff into like the, the, the getting the unlocking the super versions in quotations of the attacks, which are like the more powerful versions uh, of each of the main characters abilities, which then just caused fights, even though I was properly leveled, it caused the fights to just take way longer than they probably should have. Um, like, so, like the, the, one of the, like the Captain Ginyu fight in particular took me like almost 10 minutes to kill him. Be- not because and I, I didn't die or anything like that. It was just like 10 continuous minutes of like punching him in the face, trying to finish the fight. I think the, I think the first time I did training um, with Gohan, I was trying to learn like the okay. super Masenko attack 
and you had to fight like Ghost Gohan and Ghost mm-hmm. Krillin at the same time. That was the first time I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this because, and, and it was at the I mean, it tells you. It's like you're supposed to be like level 18. I was like level. <laughs> oh nine. no! I was like, oh, but I still got, th- yeah. but I still got through it. It just took me forever yeah. and like five potions. Um, but like, it could still make it happen. That Ginyu Force. When you first said that, my first reaction went to the Ginyu one, not because I, I don't think I was under level, but um, when Vegeta leaves you and you're fighting Ginyu <laughs> and Jace, it's just a lot going on. Yeah. Like once you start going two, three, four enemies at a time, even if they're under power than you. It can be a little tedious because you could be in the middle of attack and you get thrown out of it because you get shot behind. And I think that's you know adds a little mm-hmm. complexity, you know. Because if that wasn't there, then yeah, I think the the combat or would even feel like Jace with like a mu- um, a multitude of enemies because he just throws like projectiles. He like spreads projectiles constantly. It just never just ends. Constant projectiles. <laughs> and I do I I for a lot of the reviews that bring and I I don't think you're wrong. I think you're spot on. I, I do think the game is samey. Like I said, I think it's a yeah. glorified Muso game. But I, I really enjoy that the enemies, they all seem to have very different styles <laughs> and different tells, and you've got to learn them. You can't just sit there and press the A button and win. Because um, some of and some of these, like I remember like Raccoon, some of Raccoon's attacks will really do mm-hmm. some damage to you if you just stand there and take them. You know, like if you're not dodging and you're not blocking appropriately, like you you're not just gonna like walk through that and get out of there. So I, I like. Plus, that I actually think Raccoon. It's a good thing you brought brought him up. He was like almost a skill check for probably for a lot of players because a, a lot of attacks on him like don't stun him or phase him. Like you'll you'll have to hit him like yep. five or six he times and he right still through continues it, to smacks attack. you in the yeah. mouth. And <laughs> Frieza has a lot of that too. I was gonna say that's when it comes to combat. It's not that I don't like it because I definitely think it it varies it up. And you're right; it does kind of make you, you know, it makes you have to mm-hmm. like learn some skill. But it sucks when you pull off a really good combination, like a really good sequence that you're ready to unload. And then like you unload a Kamehameha <laughs> like three feet in Freeze's face and he just oh, hits yeah. you right out of it and just knocks you away. <laughs> and you're just like, what? That's not fair. Like that is one thing about the combat that I haven't enjoyed because it seems like sometimes, um, you know, like uh, one of your enemies will just get into an animation. You can't yeah. break it. Or sometimes they'll out. just stun block so. you and then you're just standing there helplessly yeah. for 30 seconds. But the yeah. opposite side, you know, I posted on our Twitter um, I, I, I ended that battle right off of a, a combo that I, um, I, I dodge attack, came behind him, hit him and then hit a Kamehameha <laughs> to end it. Nice. And I got like the special oh. ending where he like, you Kamehameha made him off the planet. Like it zoomed out of the planet. You see the Kamehameha beam leave out into space. And I was like, this is the coolest thing. Like, this is awesome that I, I was able to time it all together right at the end to end in a cin- cinematic way. And the game rewarded me with like a, a special and got an achievement for it. And that's, Dude, that was that's really awesome. Yeah, awesome. I think uh, the only time I've seen a moment like that is I kind of did something similar when I fought Vegeta uh, with Goku. And uh, yeah, like something very similar happened where I just blasted him with the, the Kamehameha and he just flew into space. And Team Rocket style. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, because nice. uh, all that stuff, they kind of borrowed a lot of that from Dragon Ball Fighters. And I'm glad that they kind of did. And and because yeah. uh, it's actually, I, th- I believe it's actually the same engine or a reworked version of that engine. I was reading that somewhere. Um, and uh, and again, that's why they look kind of similar. Um, and yeah, and get, going back to the combat and how you, it, you're right, it is a lot like a Musou. And now that you mentioned it, it, that just makes a lot of sense and it kind of clicked into my brain that that's kind of what it plays. Because you're for the most part, um, you're kind of pressing one button to do your all your punches and kicks. And then you've got um, a charge up button that charges up your key, but also is used for your key blasts. And for me, I think maybe the reason why I'm not liking it as much 
as you is because I just don't really like Musos. So, uh, yeah, that, oh, yeah, the Muso combat has never really been my thing. <laughs> um, I'm, but at the same time, I'm more used to other anime games like the Naruto, uh, Ultimate Ninja Storm, Storm games, which play similarly to this one either. So I shouldn't have too many complaints. Now, the Naruto, fo- like these are the yeah. same folks, right? Like the make the Naruto game made this one. See, I've never played. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you games. like this game and, and you like Naruto, you should play those games because never seen it never uh, got nothing got yeah because they kind of do the, the the same thing um and that's what kind of what i like uh, and this is a good segue to get into the story a bit um that's what i kind of like about kakarot is it basically try is trying to do the same thing they did with the naruto games because the the way those four games work is that it basically tells the entire story of naruto from the very first episode to the very last episode of uh shippuden which is the the sequel series um over the course of the four games um and and it's way way longer source material than dragon ball z is because dragon ball z is 300 episodes which seems long but Naruto is almost a thousand episodes. So it's just a ton wow. of stuff to watch. Um, <laughs> so it's just so much more material to pull from. That's why it's four games instead of one. Um, but that, so getting into the story a bit, um, one of the things I actually really like about this game is the way it does the story and how it's paced. Because um, of course, for anyone who's watched Dragon Ball Z before, you know that especially the original series, it's not very well paced. If it's very slow, especially with lots of filler, it's padded out, man. That Frieza thing that just you mean goes how the last five minutes of Panic is like twenty episodes? <laughs> it's <laughs> how many episodes are you following that frog around? It's like <laughs> exactly. come on, <laughs> exactly. Uh, whereas I like the the pacing in this, where um, even though it, it, a lot of other Dragon Ball games, what I don't like about them is they almost go too fast where they don't really focus on any of the smaller elements of Dragon Ball. Um, they really just focus on, yeah. on the main fights. Yeah. Big set whereas pieces. this game, yeah. it gives you those big set pieces and they, and it does them really well in combination with all the small elements that I like from Dragon Ball. And what, one of the things that makes it a yep. really special series is it has those, um, interpersonal, uh, moments with with the different characters and i really like how they focused on a lot of that stuff and i kind of joked about it when we uh were doing the the last podcast like even just the fact that there's a mission in the game where you go guys to get the driver's license license. oh it's so good i'm so glad they did that i didn't do that until i heard it from you and i was like oh i've got to go find this and then that's exactly what i gotta get the car it's so it's so cool that they include just stuff like that in the game or uh one of the one of the things that dragon ball fans had been asking for forever is like Where's launch launch of, of course was a, a big character yeah. from the original Dragon yeah. Ball series and is pretty much absent throughout all of Dragon Ball Z. And I love the way they incorporate her into the story in this game where she is a character, but not like a major character, but she's like more of a side character and you can explore her story however you want to do that. Um, and, and I like how they do that with a lot of characters like um, again, I don't want to go too far into spoilers because even though obviously most of y'all know the Dragon Ball story, there are some really cool surprises in this game that I would prefer not to spoil. Um, Especially if you didn't see Dragon Ball. Exactly. There's a lot of that. Um, But if you haven't seen Dragon Ball, it does a good job as well uh, through the Z encyclopedia, as well as um, some of the, the memories that you pick up to kind of go over like the The major events of Dragon Ball. So even if you haven't seen it, you kind of understand some of those references, uh, which I thought was super cool as well. So, Donnie, what do you what do you think about the story overall in, in this game and how it's being told? Do you kind of agree? Um, I love it. It's it's uh, I, don't, I think cliff notes might be like the wrong like connotation, but it's it's the highlights. It hits all of the main story beats 
um, while giving you exploration, as you've already said, to go out and kind of fill out as much as you want. But you don't even have to. But this is, um, in my way, I think almost every review that I read or have seen talk about this game, I think they've all credited the game for this, but I don't feel like that maybe, I don't necessarily think that they're giving it enough credit. I think this is the perfect way to relive the Dragon Ball Z story if you've mm-hmm. already seen it before. You know, like you said earlier, if you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z, um, you're going to love this game a lot more than if you're not mm-hmm. a fan, obviously. Um, but if you are a fan of Dragon Ball Z and you've already watched it, like you don't want to go back and rewatch those 40 episodes <laughs> just to see, you know, Goku yeah. become Super Saiyan. Um, you're almost going to scrub through it. That's kind of what this is. It just kind of gets you along the way. Um, in between like gameplay stuff and it's perfect. It's a lot like a lot of other, you know, storytelling type games where you do a little combat, you do a little, you know, gameplay and it gets Mm -hmm. you to the next cutscene. And I think we'd be remiss, or at least I would be remiss if I didn't talk about how much I absolutely adore the cell shaded style and the bloom lighting. It's gorgeous. It's so much better in my opinion. Like if you were to compare them side by side, I would watch Dragon Ball Z all over again if it was styled exactly like this. It's mm-hmm. it's HD, it's crisp, it's bright, it's vibrant. Um, like I said, all the explosions and everything, they have this beautiful, like, comic, you know, contrasting colors, the background. It just, it ups, it, it, it adds so much to mm-hmm. my memory of it. It's like it takes my memory and then it just makes it look, you know, super awesome and it gives it back to me. And I'm like, oh, because it's... Even though I know what's about to happen, seeing it happen in this new kind, it's not like a totally mm-hmm. different style. It looks very similar, but it has so much more effects and so much, it's so much more grand that it's it's like reliving it all over again. You know, it's like seeing it for the first time, especially um, some of the, I know like the explosions and the things like that are really cool, especially like the cutscenes or things in animation, but I almost really love the, um, mm-hmm. like the stills that you get right in between an animation where just kind of still you get that comics, that comic look, you know, everything seems drawn and like they may do like filters or things start to get like, you know, all red over like black and white and real contrast against the beams and stuff. It looks, it's adorable. Like it just looks amazing to watch. And uh, I'm having so much fun and enjoyment just sitting back and seeing how they've done the style. It's obvious at any first glance, that they have poured as much as they possibly could into making this thing look, you know, and, and to like to, to treat the subject matter with as much respect and and, and ser- fan service as they could, and uh, I I just I love it for it. I, I think that's probably my yeah, favorite and especially part like I'm so I'm glad that they tell the story in in a, a fairly in a not two different way, but in a different way than before. Like it's all the dialogue isn't one for one from the anime. It's similar, but it's not yeah. exactly the same. And, and it's like, and even if you've rewatched Dragon Ball Z recently, um, it, it tells the story in a slightly different way. So you're not experiencing exactly the same thing. Cause obviously you could, ju- cause then you could ask the question, obviously, well, why wouldn't I just watch the show? Obviously. But yeah, like you said, the, 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 it's beautifully animated. It's gorgeous. I, I especially love like all the really, the, the, the story specific moments, like with the bigger battles, because you can definitely tell they put yeah. much more time into the animation of those than some of the other smaller stuff. Um, and, but, uh, at the same time, um, I love that how they did that. However, I do kind of wish that the, the quality was consistent across the board with all of the cinematics in that way. Like I wish they were all 
at the level that, um, say, for example, like at the beginning of the Goku and Vegeta fight, for example, I think that the the cinematic that plays there as you go into that battle um, is just so much higher quality than like the section right before it that I wish it was like consistent yeah. across the board because it is a little bit jarring. I know exactly what you're talking about because you have those scenes where they stand off against each other and you get like the camera that wraps around Vegeta and wraps around Goku and it really sets the stage yeah. and sets the piece. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're absolutely And um, right. the other thing I'll, I'll throw out there as well um, is while I do love uh, those moments and I do think they're beautiful, I do think the open environment itself could have just used a little bit more work um, because some of the textures, for example, in the outer, in the open world, even when you're flying over them, can look kind of blurry or they feel like they they just kind of really stick out versus um, some of the higher quality of, of the buildings. So if it's so, for example, if you're I noticed this when flying from West City to the mountainside, that's like right behind it, where the mountains almost felt looked uh, almost like low res versus the city itself, which is highly detailed. Like I felt like the contrast between the oh. two of those felt off to me when I was exploring. And it was to the point where it was noticeable. I wasn't trying to. Um, look for those differences. I just noticed it right away as soon as I was go go to some of the areas, or or eventually like some of the areas in the open world. I would just go down to the ground floor and notice that it was like noticeably worse than some of the other areas in in the same open space. I know. I gotta say, I I, I didn't, I haven't, I have not noticed okay. anything like that uh, in my playthrough. When I when I'm you know, I think a lot of the environments are are very like. Saving yeah. for the most part. Well, it's also like the world of Dragon Ball um, kind of looks kind of similar, so that exactly just makes sense for the the world. Yeah, exactly. There's there's not like a whole lot of differentiation. There's not a whole lot of you know. There's not a ton of variety out there to yeah. go find and explore. But at the same time, um, I like the 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 style of the world because I I do think it captures like oh, yeah. the Dragon Ball feel. You know, it's not flat color wise, but like flat in terms of it's very simple. All the like the buildings like. You know, like one look, you know, the towers have like that one look, you know, they're not like changing, they're not high detailed, they don't change as you <laughs> fly around them, you know, everything's kind of stagnant, which makes it kind of look like you're flying around yeah, inside exactly. the anime. The cities themselves. And like how the water flows, you know, like you see like that white line, you know, that they use to depict like flowing water in the anime, it's there in the game. So a lot of that stuff I really enjoy. But I, 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 I'll say my bias aside, I almost love anything that's self-shaded-esque at any part. Like you could take any game and do that to it. And any like, game. That's a better game. Oh man, that's that's a tough challenge. Maybe I really I really love that style. I'm 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 down for it. Mo- yeah, almost anything. exactly. And I, I honestly I wish more games would use cell shading because I I do think I do too. There are a lot of games out there that could really benefit from it that that don't use it. Um, also, the one thing and and this is going to be probably the, the this is going to be the last of the negatives, but I have to bring this up because this is some uh, something I notice frequently throughout the experience as well. And I don't know if you noticed this on on your Xbox. So I play this on Xbox One X. And I noticed a ton of stuttering Same. at the start of some battles, but in particular, battles underwater in particular really like the the machine really struggles with. Um, yeah, especially wow. like because uh, for are you playing on the internal drive? Uh, internal or drive. Yeah. So okay. for example, I I uh, did some of the training. Um, unlocks at master roshi's place and when you do them at master roshi's sure. place the battle takes place right over the water and a lot of times the enemies will knock mm-hmm. you or you'll knock them under the water yep. and as soon as that happens the game goes to like five frames a second <laughs> and i fought krillin underwater i fought ginyu oh, and but Jason did you ever fight three different enemies have... at once underwater though because that's when i notice it the most i don't think 
I don't think three. I think okay. the most I did was yeah. two. But I was an underwater in those, and I never had an issue. I had some stuttering, uh, like one time when I was flying into an area, it kind of got choppy, but it was brief, it was momentary. But most of the time, my game was ran really, okay. really solid. That, that's interesting here because, again, I think like it was mostly prevalent when there were three enemies on screen, especially if they were all doing different attacks at the same time. Um, and again, mostly underwater specifically because. I mean, I, I was thinking like we did the the Fujita one where I had it was like Krillin, Piccolo, Krillin, and Gohan, and we were all like, I remember I that was maybe the first time in the game, I felt like powerful. I was like, we are beating the snot out of this guy. This <laughs> <laughs> is like left and right. He couldn't even get an attack in because he was just taking mm. it from all sides, and um, I had no issues like like in terms hmm. of perform- like the game was stable. Everything was running. Maybe it's uh, just my Xbox. Like that. That's weird. But yeah, I haven't also noticed a lot of other people talking about that. So that might be something that's isolated to okay, me. But it, I do have to obviously say it because it, it's something I notice frequently. Like it sure. happened like with almost every training battle I did there to the point where I started doing Consistent. them at uh, Chi Chi's place, like Goku's house instead of at Master Roshi's. I was like, all right, I don't want to fight these guys over water anymore because I don't want the game to slow down oh, and wow. run, run out of crawl. Because especially because when I would knock down out two of the enemies and there would be one left, it would go back to like 60 frames a second. <laughs> yeah, just snap like it, was, it was fairly obvious that that happened. Maybe yeah. I'm just not noticing it. You know, yeah. Maybe well, speaking yeah. of uh, what you were just talking about, uh, completely owning enemies, um, I noticed uh, I, an easy cheat for those who are struggling with the game. Have Krillin in your party and spam Solar Flare over yes. and over again. Solar Flare. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it gets you a free shot. Um, you can also take a free shot basically at the yep. beginning of every battle. Like the moment you hop into a battle, your enemies will not move for 10 seconds. Like as they start to, you know, as the animation leaves the screen and everything. Just let it rip your your biggest strong. A hilarious thing, I don't know if you noticed this at all, is if you, uh, at the beginning of the battle, I made a habit of circling around the side of the enemies and kind of lining them up in a line and then using uh, an attack like a Masenka or Kamehameha, and it just goes through all the enemies sure. and it hits them all at once. I have never... The hilarious thing is then once you do it once, you can then use Krillin's uh, solar uh, solar flare to stun them all in the same line and then you can do it again. again. (laughs) So it just hit it basically just like cuts easy enemies down like butter, especially like the the red ribbon army robots with like the smaller robots. Like it just kills it just one shots. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Um, But yeah, that's a trick I I learned pretty quickly in the game and used it to great advantage throughout the course of the game. And, And that brings me to a good point, actually. Oh my god! If I have to find another Red Ribbon Army robot, I'm gonna throw something at the game because <laughs> you fight so many of the same enemies as well. Like I wish there was more variety in the open world enemies. You do start to see that after uh, uh, after the Frieza saga um, on Earth, but yeah. at the beginning of the game, especially because I spent a ton of time uh, getting grinding experience or just going around the open world, you run into a lot of the same looking enemies throughout the course of the game. And that's another thing I wish that I wish there were just more enemy types. Yeah, no, that's true. And there's a lot of, um, you know, there's just a lot of random encounters. So you're right. And you're just going to encounter them a lot. And it's to keep you busy. It's to keep you doing something and, and to kind of keep your level in checked. I was, I liked it when they started implementing like towers and spaceships. And then when they started implementing, you know, like the big, the big oh, bad yeah. bosses that you could go through and try to take out. Like, so the ad, it's, I've seen a lot of people talk about how easy the game is. It's like, there's some challenge there if you want to go find it. It's yeah. just a matter of how much, how much prep do you want to do? Oh, yeah. It, like, and especially the there's actually a reason to do all those, uh, to fight all those super powerful enemies that, again, I won't spoil. 
Um, but there, there is a reason to go do that eventually when you do level up. So there is a reason why they are there besides the, the challenge, which is just super cool too. Like I like how there's a, a, a reward on the, like a carrot on the end of the stick for that stuff, um, which is super cool. Um, also music throughout the game, really awesome as well. I love the way that they use uh, a lot of the tr- classic Dragon Ball tracks. Um, I wish that they use more of it, but at the same time, you, you pretty much get all the themes you're accustomed to throughout the show Dude. and they really set the stage. The narrator oh, yes. between every oh, little so story good. chapter that comes through, like the OG, yeah. it's so good. Oh, that's the that's I, I loved every bit of it. You know, I I, I got to mention, you know, my son is eight, and uh, he 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 knows how Dragon Ball Z is, but he's never I don't think he's ever sat down and actually watched a little thing. We mm-hmm. watched like a few movies. He's jonesing it a bit to play this game. Like he he sees it. You know, it's it's like I said, like a Muso. It's simple to understand. Fly to the point. Do the fight. Beat up the bad guy. Get the story. Keep doing it. You know, wash, mm-hmm. rinse, and repeat. Um, I think this is a great opportunity to introduce, you know, children or newcomers to the Dragon Ball Z saga and get them in- indoctrinated mm-hmm. into it um, because it's it's very open. Whereas I think some of the older Dragon Ball Z games, like some of the alternatives, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily no, say it, that. And, about and uh, that's one of the things I liked about Fighters in particular is that they didn't try and tell the same story and it had its own story. That's true. For that reason, because all the other Dragon Ball games before them that I'd played are really bad at telling the story. Um, I, like the, I think the, the, be, the examples of games that really do it well are games like uh, legacy of Goku on the game Boy advance. Uh, those games, I think tell the story really well. Um, but a lot of the other dragon ball Z games, um, mostly because they're fighting games and not RPGs. They don't focus too much on the story because they, they know the reason you're there is for the fighting game elements and less for the story. Um, but, uh, but so that's one of the things that's super refreshing about this game is the way, the fact that it does focus on, on story. And yeah, I agree with you. Like if, if you're still listening to this, this podcast half an hour later and you don't like dragon ball Z yet, or if you've never watched it at all, I think this is a great way to get into it as well, because, um, I think it, I would almost recommend this over watching the anime, for someone who's never seen it before, because just because there yeah. is so much more to watch with the anime, like it's so much longer than playing this game where it's a nice condensed 40 hour experience. Uh, and it can be faster if you want it to be or slow, or you can put more into it if you want to, but it tells the story um, at a great pace uh, as we talked about. So I think that's a good way to, d- plus yep. especially like I can imagine why your son uh, is getting really into watching you play this game too. Cause I think this is a really good game, cool game to look at if you're, if you're not playing the game, like it, it the, I was going to say that, you know, we talked about the combat and how, you know, like some might consider it samey and all that. I got to tell you, I've never experienced a game where I felt the combat of Dragon Ball Z quite like this game. There's other great Dragon Ball Z games with great combat. I think Dragon Ball Z Fighters is a great game. It's mm-hmm. a great fighting game. It's that Street Fighter, you know, Marvel versus Capcom type of thing. But this, when you're playing it, to, to be able to, to, to zip around so fast, you hear those teleport things and the blocking and, and see the beams going and having full direction to go and 360 degrees, you know, up and down and verticality fly mm-hmm. and all that different stuff. I haven't experienced that in me. And I have not played as many Dragon Ball Z games as you. I've played Fusion. Did you play um, Xenoverse 1 or 2? I've, I've played okay. Xenoverse 2. Yeah. And it's so like the difference between like this one and Xenoverse to, to draw a comparison is Xenoverse does a lot of that as well in terms of like the open air combat and all that. But Xenoverse is, I think, like, again, I think I'm somewhat of a, a simpleton, especially when it comes to, to games. Xenoverse is so much more. 
Like you've got to really. Adopt well, it's almost like an MMO. Like a, that's how I feel about Xenoverse. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Exactly. Yeah, it's like this big thing. It's got all these menus and these hubs. You got like eighteen Goku's running around. And you got to fight other people. Like it's so much more to take on if you're just somebody like trying to get into a game. Whereas this is solo solo mm. player focused. It's very simple. Go to the point. You know, like this is almost like comfort yeah. food in that way. Like I said, like a glorified Muso. Um, but to, to be able to have that same effect. Um, that same, you know, that grand battle thing to see that on screen is yeah. really, really. And fun. ultimately, I and going back to Xenoverse, I think the other issue with Xenoverse is it's just way more grindy than the than this game ever is. Like this game doesn't really oh, yeah. feel grindy. Um, you can grind certain elements of it, and and there are reasons for doing so. For example, when you unlock the ability to uh, use the Dragon Balls, there's a reason to grind for the uh, grind yep. that combat content, yep. um, and it can feel. That way, but at the same time, if you just want to play through the story, it's not really grindy at all, which is totally cool. No, pretty linear. Uh, and what, correct me if I'm wrong, I played a bit of Xenoverse 2. I didn't finish it, but the story is yeah, like its, its own different. story, right? You have its yeah. own characters and its own different villains. See, I, and I couldn't get into that because I'm bringing that bias with me. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to see that. This, this yeah. isn't Dragon Ball. You know, like, whereas something like this, I'm like, this is the Dragon Ball Z that I want to see. But, you know, somebody that's seen the show a billion times, they may be looking for something mm-hmm. to tell me something. Yeah, new. exactly. And and this is again, it's a great way to experience that story all over again. And uh, honestly, after playing this game, I really hope that they do this with with Dragon Ball Super because we really haven't gotten a good Dragon Ball. Well, well we haven't really gotten a Dragon Ball Super game at all. Um, and I would love to see them take that story and do it in the style because I I think that um, it's it it would work well in the style. So I, I definitely hope that. That might be what what the sequel to this game might be. Um, just don't do GT. Please I was don't even do thinking. GT. I was even thinking how much. Um, I'm not sure if it'd make it better or worse. I'm not sure how people would feel about length and all that. I almost wish if maybe they'd broken this down by saga. Maybe focus on the saga, mm-hmm. the storytelling, and do more to that open world. Because I agree with you there. Like some of the things I like the open world, like the side quests. So if I can throw a con out there, a lot of the side quests yeah. are like fetch quests. And some of them are good. They give you a little story bit, like launch a story, but a lot of them are, oh, no, yep. bad guys showed up, beat the bad guys. And it sucks because when you fly to that waypoint, you beat up the bad guys five or six times to get there, only to find that you got to beat them up once you get there. So some variety would have helped, especially if it was like mm-hmm. dumb variety. Like I could have used like um, – I was thinking like maybe like a like a target shooting mini game or something like that or like do enough explosions or like destructible environments. How cool would have been to like blow up a building like to really feel powerful like in this world, you know, like even if it didn't matter, but like maybe some side missions mm-hmm. had stuff like that or fly through gates. Just like Superman you know, 64. Like some of that type of stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh, just mix some of that up. That could have made it a little bit more fun. Um, more collectibles, things like that, more things to find. There are a lot of things to find, but most of it, like the rewarding stuff is really like Z power. The memories are great. I could use a ton of those. I would, I would canvas this world up and down the bottom to just get more and more memories, especially if they were tied to like cutscenes instead of yeah. like the little panel art. So I was thinking like how cool it would have been to have, you know, like a Dragon Ball version of this and then like a Vegeta saga version of this and then a Frieza saga of this where they maybe all that was a little more flushed out and they weren't so focused on cramming all of these <laughs> episodes of stuff. Well, so especially with game. when you go to Planet Nimic, it feels weird because it's the one open world environment that you can never return to once you go there for the first time. So it's like it's really weird yeah. that that you've got that as part of the story. 
And there's, and there's not, not a whole lot there. I mean, because they couldn't really do that. As I say, it's in canon. There wasn't anything there to begin with, but like, there's really yeah. not a whole lot there. Like, you're really and you can definitely tell that out. that's intentional because they know you can't go back there again. Whereas the other open yeah. world environments, oh, there's a ton of stuff to see, and you can kind of uh, go like you because you can revisit it through later arcs. Obviously, they put I think they put more work into it for sure. So, yeah. All right, well, we should probably wrap up this conversation because it's always been 40 minutes and we should probably get going. So before we go, uh, obviously, I kind of know your answer already to this, but do you recommend this game to people? And if so, who specifically do you think that the, the should jump all over this game? I absolutely would recommend this game to most um, any player that was looking for a really good fun time. If you're into Musos, if you're into Warriors games, if you like beat em ups, anything like that, or you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, um, specifically if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, and you haven't seen the story for a while, or if you have kids, I think any of those demographics, any of those core customers will find a lot of yeah, enjoyment. I mean, my, my, my thoughts echo yours as well. Um, again, I do think that um, if you don't like Musos or uh, something like that, if, or if you're really in it for like the, the fighting game kind of combat, this probably isn't for you. Um, there's other games, there's for other that, games. Though, exactly. For that. There's other Dragon Ball games for that. Um, and, but uh, yeah, if you want to relive the Dragon Ball, the Dragon Ball Z saga, honestly, this is probably the best way to do it. So before we go, of course, where can people find you on Twitter, Donnie? You find me on Twitter at play and Nintendo as dubbed by Sean Capri. Ain't no G's. I mean, there isn't. That's true. There are no G's in that. Uh, as for me, that's you can right. find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. That's T-U-R-F-O-R-D. Of course, you can find the pants man himself, Sean Capri, on Twitter at Sean Capri. And last but not least, you can find me, us on Twitter at the Xbox Drive. So but we're not doing ball yet. I got an outro. <laughs> so for Donnie <laughs> Reese, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been the Extra Mile, and we out. Ball, Kamehameha, ball. <laughs> <laughs>